Welcome to the Brave Church Podcast. We're so glad you decided to join us. Wherever you're listening from, we hope you're encouraged and inspired by today's message. Um, do you love your grandma? Like, how could you not love your abuela? You know, um, I would just say that if you have an abuela and you don't love her, something's wrong with you. Because, I mean, there's just something about grandmas, right? Uh, I grew up, and, and every summer, my sister and I would go spend some time with my grandmother who lived outside of Orlando, and, and uh, she's a remarkable woman, and um, in fact, she was a single mom with four children, a full-time wife, and, and one of her children uh, happens to be my mother, and, and, and she worked a full-time job, and, and she loved Jesus with all of her heart, and so much of her life was passed down into into me and my sister, obviously my mother, and that we're passing that down now into Natalia and Britain. And, and she was just a powerful woman of God. And you know, the thing about my grandmother, she was a Southern belle. You know what I mean? And, and if you're not familiar with that term, it means she, you know, she's from the South, y'all, the dirty South. You think the 305 is South. It's not South. You know what I'm saying? Like we're North Cuba. You know what I'm saying? Like we're North. Miami is North. South ends around Jacksonville. And so she's like, she's Southern. And you know what that means when you're Southern? When you're Southern, it means you're so sweet. And they got that Southern accent. That means my grandma, she can make the meanest sweet tea on the planet. Like, oh my God. Like she can make some apple pie. She puts it in the microwave, throws a scoop of Haagen-Dazs ice cream. We're about to have church up in here at the six o'clock. Like she's Southern, but, but. I mean, she's sweet, she can cook, but she's Southern. And that means homegirl is feisty too. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not going to mess with grandma and, and, and she will cut you. And um, so my sister and I would spend some time with my grandma and, and my parents would, would send us off to my grandmother's house for several weeks in the summer. And, and my grandma happened to um, save up some money. I don't know how she did it. It's, it's, it's miraculous. It's only God's provision on her life. And she bought like quite a bit of, of land outside of Orlando. And, and so she bought all this land and she always had a dream from a little girl that she wanted to farm. And so um, she bought this land and sure enough, she, she started farming. And so she worked her job and she'd come home and before she'd go to work, she'd wake up at the crack of dawn. Long story short, she farmed. And so um, she would take, you know, me and my sister when we would be there for summer and we were thinking we're getting away from chores. We're getting away from mom and dad. We're getting away from like, you know, mom and dad who don't understand it's summer. We're supposed to sleep until one, go to bed at one in the morning. And so we go to my grandmother's and she would wake us up at the crack of dawn. And she woke us up and she'd go, hey kids, are you ready to go farming? No, grandma, no. She's like, well, you're going to go anyway. And so she would get us and she had, you know, she bought us some jeans. Come on, I'm not talking about, you know, the, you know, Zara jeans. And she bought us like a flannel shirt. I'm not talking about fear of God. I'm talking about Wrangler. Anybody know about that Wrangler life? Come on, you know what I'm talking about? Wrangler jeans, Wrangler flannel. Um, I'm convinced that when the apocalypse, apocalypse happens on our planet, there's only going to be two things that survive the apocalypse. Wrangler jeans and roaches. Come on, you know what I'm talking about? Wranglers and roaches are the only things that's going to survive it. And so we would go out and we would farm. And, and my grandmother in those summers, she really taught my sister and I the cycle of life. 
Without even knowing it, she was teaching us as she was teaching us to far. She was teaching us how life really works. What she was teaching us is what you sow is what you reap. Now, before you tune me out, because you're going to think, oh, this is just a giving message because that's what you've heard growing up in church. What if we've used sowing and reaping in the context of giving and we have missed the greatest part of that principle? What if sowing and reaping is not just limited to your giving, but what if God wants you to sow something bigger than your finances? What if God, through his word, and I can show you tonight, that God wants you to sow your whole life? Because my my grandma taught me this, that, that what you put in the ground is what comes out of the ground. And what comes out of the ground is what you can eat off of. You see, she was teaching me this principle. It's a spiritual principle, but it's a principle that they use in business. It's a principle in relationships that whatever you put into something is what you get out of it. It is not karma that does not exist. It is called sowing and reaping. Now, here's the crazy thing. is many times when we hear about sowing, we kind of get agitated and a little bit of attitudes like, oh, man, I don't want to give. I don't want to sow. I don't want to invest into it. I don't want to invest in the people. I don't want to give in an offering. I don't want to do this. But what's crazy, I learned from my grandmother, is that farmers never complain about sowing in fact we would take these big buckets of seed and my grandmother would say here's what i want you to do i want you to take this seed and i want you to throw as much seed as you can into the soil and what farmers know is that they will sow generously they will give generously of the seed into the soil because they understand that in the next season, something's going to grow from that seed. I've come to tell you, God wants to grow your life. God wants to grow something in you. God wants to grow something through you. But here's what you need to know. It is your job to sow. It is job, God's job to grow. You see, God wants to grow your life, but in order for God to grow your life, you have to sow your life. So God is into the growing, but he says, I want you to be into sowing. So tonight, what I want to do, watch this, in just a few minutes, I want to teach you how you can be a sower. Because I want every person in this room to leave here with the knowledge of how you can grow your life. How every area of your life can grow and prosper and benefit. Anybody here want to grow in the Lord? Anybody here want to grow in God? You see, I love this verse. Because this verse says this, that, that when the grain is fully formed, it reaps a harvest. But it's interesting. It says that once it is planted, it grows. Can I tell you, it is so important for you to be planted in a place that you're going to grow in. I heard someone say this one time, one time, well, I go to this church at the 10 a.m., I go to Brave Church at the 12 o'clock, and then I go to this other church at the 6 p.m. Can I tell you, that is not biblical. Well, I just kind of go like where the Spirit leads me. You're not being led by the Spirit. I just disrupted a whole bunch of people in Miami right now. Because that is not God's biblical principle to grow your life spiritually. God says this, you need to be planted. And when you're planted, that means I'm going to stay through the storm. That means I'm not budging. I've got my roots here. I've got my past here i've got my present here and bless god my future is going to be here and i'm going to leave a difference for generations to come so there's something about being planted in order for you to grow number one write this down in your notes i want to give you so number one is this i want you to know that god has given you something to sow that's good news right like god's giving you something to sow my question is what's in your hand like, are you using what's in your hand to make a difference? We have a core value here at Brave Church that says this. We are blessed to be a 
Come on, we are blessed to be a we're blessed to be a blessing. Now, I want to tell you something. Maybe it's a newsflash for some of you, but you are blessed. You're blessed. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, you're blessed. Come on, don't give them attitude when they tell you that. So like, no, 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 come on. I want you to talk back to your neighbor and say, you're blessed too. Come on, you're blessed. Hey, here's how I know you're blessed. Because you're at church on a Sunday night. Come on, you have clothes on your back. You have oxygen in your life. Anybody thankful that you are blessed? Anybody thankful that God has blessed you? He is. You see, I want you to know something tonight. Come on, this is a powerful principle. You have something to sow. You may be sitting here tonight feeling like you're damaged goods. Maybe you're feeling like, man, I'm broke, busted, and disgusted. Man, I'm living paycheck to paycheck. I've got so much debt. Man, you've got your eyes on the wrong thing. God has gifted you. You have time. You have talent. You have treasure. You have something to give. You have something to sow. Anybody thankful that you have something to sow in your generation, in your church, and in your city? The problem is, the problem is, is that we let the enemy tell us, well, man, you're just damaged. You've done too many things in your past. God can't use you. And sometimes we have too much stress. We have too much worry, too much anxiety, that if we're not careful, we will look at our life or look what's in our hand and say, well, this is all I've got. But then you'll look at your neighbor and say, well, they have something to give because look what they have. I've come to tell you, God gives some five talents, God gives some two talents, God gives some one talent, but wherever you are, you ought to thank God, at least you have a talent. God has given you something to give. So pastor, what do you do? You've gotta, you can't get into the comparison game. Comparison will take you out. God never called you to be accountable for what your neighbor has in their hand. God called you to be accountable for what's in your hand. My question is, what has God put in your hand? You may not like the cards you've been dealt in life, but can I tell you, those are your cards. God's given you something to sow. I can tell you, this is just my life. This is me. This is, all I've got is me. Like, this is my hair. I don't have any other hair. This is it. This is it. Some of y'all hate on me for my hair bands, my hair things on social media that I wear when I go out for it. Y'all can hate on me all you want, but this is my hair. This is what I, it's what I got to do. Come on. How many of you know, like sometimes your hair in the humidity, you got to do what you got to do. I'm just putting it out there. All the haters on social media are like, Pastor, why you got your hair in a headband? Man, you're like, you're like 32 years old. And <laughs> this is all I got. Like this, this life is all I have. This is my body. You know, I'm, this is it. Like. These are my quirky jokes. Like, this is just who I am. These are the cards I've been dealt in my life. I'm done trying to be somebody else, trying to act like somebody else. I understand, and you need to understand, God's not called you to be somebody. He's not called you to be your mama. He's not called you to be your grandma. He's not called you to be like your dad. He's called you to be you. Come on, you have something to sow. God's created you with a unique thumbprint and personality. Somebody needs to give God praise. I've got something to give. It's amazing how many times I meet people and they're just discouraged and beat down. 
and they're so consumed with the worries that they forget what God's given them in their hand. And tonight I want to let the devil know that we cancel every lie of the, oh my God, I feel the anointing. In the name of Jesus, every lie that you believe, every defeating thought, we cancel it in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name. Come on. God's given you something to give. God's put something in your hand. You have something to sow. Pastor, what does that mean? Have you ever noticed it's like it's uncomfortable when you're in a conversation and you've got nothing to contribute to that conversation? Like you ever been like, I hate getting in conversations with like super, super duper smart people. You know what I'm saying? Like you're standing there and they're talking about organic chemistry. My bro. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know, don't you love like when you can, you know, you're in a circle and like you have something to contribute, you know, it's like, oh, you're talking about the Miami Heat. Come on, let's talk, you know, and, uh, and, and, and there's always something, a good feeling when you have something to contribute. It's like, you know, there's nothing worse than going to a birthday party and forgetting the gift. Well, you feel the pain in this room right now. <laughs> like God is here to heal that pain. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing worse. I, I'm thankful I have a great assistant. Um, no, but I'm going to get it. Just like, man, this is some months ago. And she called me, Pastor David, did you get the gift? Um, no, but I'm going to get it. Okay. Like 20 minutes later, hey, did you get the gift? And we're all texting, you know. No, I didn't get it. And then she's in caps. How many of you know when they're in caps, they are yelling at you? <laughs> did you get the, okay, I'm going to get the gift. You know why? Because there's nothing worse than showing up and not having something to give. Can I tell you, you showed up to Brave Church tonight, and regardless of how you feel, regardless of what your past is, regardless of what the devil said, regardless of what your friend said, regardless of what your boyfriend said, your girlfriend, your husband, your wife, your parents, you have something to give in the kingdom of God. You are a world changer. You are a planet shaker. You have something to give. Yeah, yeah. That's why in 2 Corinthians it says this. Now he who supplies seed to the sower. Now he, who is he? God. Who supplies seed to the sower. So watch this. God is the one who supplies the seed for you to sow. So it's your job to sow. It's God's job to grow. He says this in another verse. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. Can I tell you, if you're here tonight and you have a need in your life, can I tell you, God is more than able to supply all of your needs. And it's not based on your supply. It's not based on your storehouse. It's not based on your talent. It's not based on your charisma. But God has a storehouse in heaven. And he says, I love to supply the needs of my children. Is there anybody thankful here tonight that you serve a God who can supply all your needs? Number two, write this down. Not only will God give you something to give, but God will also give you a place to give. You see, when it comes to, to sowing, it is your job to sow and it's God's job to supply. But you cannot expect God to supply if you aren't willing to sow. 
Come on, we say that again. Because can, can, can I take this deeper for a minute? Because there are times where we will pray prayers to God and God hears them. But God cannot contradict His Word. Like, there is nothing in this Bible. People are like, Pastor Dave, that is the biggest Bible. Come on. The bigger the Bible, the greater the anointing. Let's go. <laughs> um, <laughs> there are people that will like put prayer requests out. And, and can I tell you, every word that is written in this Bible is relevant and is still applicable to today. And God cannot contradict his word can i can i tell you i don't care what culture says if it contradicts the word of god it's a lie i don't care what society says if it contradicts the word of god it's false because god cannot contradict his word which tells me this that we can pray prayers but watch this if you're not willing to sow your life then god cannot supply your life which means this god is calling you to be faithful well, what does that mean to be faithful? Faithful means this. I'm consistent with God. I'm not perfect, but I'm consistent. I'm going to stay consistent. I'm going to consistently run after God. I'm going to consistently put God first. Come on, are you with me today? I'm going to consistently pursue the heart of God. I'm here to tell you, if you will be faithful, God will be fruitful. So my first question is this. What is in your hand? What has God given you? The second thing I want to ask you is this. Have you sown the seed in the right place? Because God will give you something to give. But number two, God will give you a place to give. I was talking to a business guy several weeks ago. and He was investing quite a bit of money into a business venture. And he was telling me of how he researched and he interviewed people. He wanted to find out it was a good investment. Can I tell you, wise investors never invest unless they know they'll get a good return. How many of you know that's true? That's why it's important for you to understand that not all ground is equal ground. Come on, let, let me just take you there. Not all soil is equal soil in its health. Not all soil is soil that you should be planting your life into. Some of us have been planting our life into relationships and influence circles that is actually taking away from you instead of adding value to you. And Jesus wants you to know something that there are some places for you to sow your life and there are some places for you not to sow your life. Jesus' challenge here is this. Find somewhere where there is good soil and invest your life. Give your life to it. Can I tell you today, one of those places is Brave Church. How many of you know that Brave Church is good soil to put your time, your talent, and your treasure? I mean, just the 10, watch this, just the 10 o'clock service today. 25 people raise their hand to receive Christ at just the 10. I haven't seen the other reports yet. How many of you know God is changing lives? God is redeeming homes. God is restoring the past. He's giving us a new... Come on, somebody needs to give God praise that he gives us a place to give. In fact, Jesus was talking to some of his disciples, and, and I love Jesus because sometimes Jesus, sometimes Jesus just gets gangster. You know what I'm saying? And um, he's talking to some of his disciples, and, and they're, they're, they're talking. There's this relationship thing, and Jesus just throws out there. He goes, guys, don't throw your pearls in front of swine. Amen. Yes. Amen. And the disciples are kind of like me, maybe you, where I don't get it at first, you know? The disciples are like, oh, that's good, Jesus. That's good. And then, like, Peter, like, turns to John. He's like, what does that mean, bro? I have no idea. 
So Jesus overhears them all the time. And Jesus is like, guys, let me, let me break it down for you. Not all relationships, not all places, not all environments, not all places that you put yourself, not all family units are healthy for you. So don't give your best, which are pearls, and put them before swine. Don't give your best to people who aren't going to love you, care for you, encourage you in the things of God. Come on, I'm telling you, not even all churches are equal. You need to be a part of a church that has an aggressive vision to take the city. You need to be a part of a faith community that's going to challenge you, push you to grow, not coddle you like a baby but look at you like the world changer you are and say let's get ready to grow yeah 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 because God will give you something to give and then he'll show you the place to give it it's crazy my grandmother were planting these these seeds and I remember we came back quite a few months later and, and, and some of the places we planted man the trees were like man so far up and then there are other places that it had barely broke the ground and I, I asked my grandma I was like what's up with that she goes not all the soil is healthy I just wonder in your influence in your circle if you don't have some people that would maybe Jesus would say those are swine and you're you're giving your best to people and you're not going to get a good return out of them Maybe you're giving your best to some friendships and you're not going to get the best out of them. Maybe you're giving your money to places and you're not going to get a return out of them. In fact, they get a return out of you. Hashtag credit cards. But how many of you know in the kingdom of God, come on, can I just go there? When you invest in good ground, you're leaving a legacy that will outlive you. I'm so thankful. Oh my God, I'm thankful for people who built this building 62 years ago that they gave. They put the brick on top of the brick. They didn't even know we would be here. But I'm so thankful for someone who said, I'm going to invest in the kingdom so that we can be here today. You see, the thing when it comes to sowing is we cannot stop where our forefathers left off. Like, we've got to pick it up and say, you know what? They sowed and we're reaping. Isn't that crazy? Like, they sowed it and we're the one who is reaping from their seed. What if this, would you be willing to obey God even if you didn't see the benefit in your lifetime? Would you obey God if you knew that, man, in 60, 70, 80 years? Come on. How many of you know? I'm still going to be here in 80 years. Let's go. See, 80 plus 31 is, yeah, that's how I'm, Yeah, I'm going to be here. I don't know why y'all are laughing, but man. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what, if, what if God was saying... I want to do something so significant at Brave Church that it's going to outlast you. It's going to outlast your children. It's going to outlast your grandchildren. But we're going to plant some seed today so that we can make a difference. You see, I love this because Mark chapter 4 verse 20. Are you with me tonight? Is this okay? Okay. Mark chapter 4 20 says this. But the seed was planted in good earth. It represents those who hear the word, embrace it, and produce a harvest. Watch this. Beyond their wildest dreams. Pastor, what are you saying to me? I'm saying invest in your children. They're a worthy investment. 
I'm saying always sow to your marriage. You will reap a harvest for that. I'm saying if Brave Church is your church, invest, sow into your church because you'll have a legacy that lives on forever. Find good soil in your life and sow every part of your life into it. You with me? Okay, here's number three. Write this down. Not only will God give us something to give, not only will he give us a place to give, but God will give you the patience and the protection as you give. If the worship team would come up. You know what's so interesting is that when I was with my grandmother and, and we're out there, we, we planted the seed. And I remember my sister, Rachel, she, she was, we had just planted the seed. And, and my grandmother was like, or my sister was like, oh, Granny, so when is, this, when is the seed going to grow? And like we were sitting there, we were young kids, you know. We, I mean, she used us as, like, we were like free labor for many years. Like, I mean, we were in diapers, and we were dropping seeds. And um, I'm not bitter. And, and so, like, we're there, and so like, we were young, and we were expecting it to grow. And, and my grandmother said, no, no, you don't understand. You plant in one season, but then you reap in another. But we live in instant gratification society, don't we? Like, like we want it, we want it now. I, I want to talk to someone that, that you've been praying some prayers, and you haven't seen God answer the prayers yet. I want to talk to someone that you've been hoping for, you've been believing for, you've been trusting God for a miracle, but you haven't seen the answer to your miracle. Pastor David, what do you do when you've planted the seed, but you haven't seen the growth? What do you do when you've been trusting God with your business? You've been trusting God with your family. You've been trusting God with your children. You've been trusting God with, 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 with different aspects and finances in your life. But I'm not seeing the provision of God. Can I tell you tonight that just because you don't see the growth doesn't mean that there isn't growth. I'll never forget several weeks when we were going home. We were so like, disappointed. We're like, Granny, Granny, what's up? Like, there's no growth. We just wasted our summer. And my grandma looked at us. She goes, oh, you don't understand. You can't see the growth, but you can only see it from one perspective. You can only see it from the surface level. But underneath the surface, underneath the dirt, there's all kinds of growth that is happening. That seed has already broke out of its shell. That seed, before it grows up, it grows down. Oh, you don't understand. I've come to tell someone that before you see God move, you... Oh, don't give up. Don't get discouraged. You just need to know that even if you don't see it, God is still moving it. Yeah, 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 because... Here's what I know. That's where you need to say, God, give me patience. Because trust me, I understand. If you're not careful in that gap between sowing and reaping, it can be so easy to get discouraged. It can be so easy to lose faith in God. It can be so easy to say, man, brave life isn't working and church isn't working and God, he loves other people more than me. But can I tell you, God is working beneath the surface in your heart. And even if people don't see it, God sees it. Even if you don't see it, God is working deep in you. Come on, somebody needs to thank God. You see, that is why. That's why God says this in his word. That man looks on the outside. But God looks at the heart. 
so while everyone else is trying to fake it until they make it by posting up stuff on social media, you can find yourself in a quiet place with God and say, God, I don't care about what they're talking about on the surface because I'm going to let you do something deeper inside of me. I want you to go deep before you go high. I want you to go strong, God, before you let me take off. You see, it's patience. It's patience. My question is, are you willing to be patient in the process of the provision? Are you willing to be patient? Are you willing to wait for the miracle? Are you willing to make room in your life for the miracle and not get discouraged to say, you know what? I've sowed and I'm going to continue to sow and plant seeds and to give my life and to go all in at Brave and to anything they do for God, I'm going to go all in for. Because you know what? You know what's amazing? It's amazing. And I don't know why it happens. I don't know why. I'm not God. But I see some people, I mean, they'll get their healing and miracle, boom, instantly. But can I help some of y'all? I've never seen God do that for me. And I'm the pastor of this church. I'll pray for people's miracles and they'll get it. And I'm still waiting on mine. But you think I'm going to lose hope in the waiting season? Are you kidding me? Because I know that our God works best in the waiting season. Our God is like, he's like Chinese bamboo. They put it in the ground. In the first three years, it never comes to the surface. But in the fourth year, it grows 90 feet tall. Is there anybody here that says, God, I'm okay to wait because I know your miracle's on time. God, I trust you. I believe in you. I'm not going to lose faith. Come on, give God praise right now. Let's go. Come on. Yes. We give you praise. Which lead me to the fourth and final point. Well, Pastor David, what do I do in the gap? Oh, man, this is so good. Dude, this is so good. Because I've been pastoring for a minute, you know, so I've walked with a lot of y'all through stuff. And you get discouraged. I get discouraged something. We all do, right? So the antidote of that, Pastor, what do I do? I've been hoping, I've been believing. On my way to church tonight, I was on the phone with this couple and they're believing God for a supernatural healing because they've been waiting for it. And this week they got a report they thought things were going to be better but things got worse. And with tears running down my face in my car on speakerphone Bluetooth on my way to this service faith rose up and I said it's not over just because you're waiting. The miracle is being made just for you. But in the meantime oh this is going to set you free tonight. What do I do in the meantime? What do I do while I'm waiting? What do I do while I'm still hurting? What do I do while I'm still hoping? What do I do while I'm still scared? What do I do when I'm still fearful? What do I do, Pastor, when I don't know where else to go? What else? What you do, God will give you the space for a praise break. I believe that what you do while you're waiting is you lift your hands, you lift your voice, and you just say, God, I'm going to praise you anyway. I'm going to lift up my voice. I'm going to lift up my hands. And I'm going to put... Come on, can we have a praise break right now in this place? Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, Brave Church. 
realize is God doesn't just want us to be sowers. He doesn't just want us to be reapers. But he wants us to be praisers. Oh man, he wants you to be a worshiper. What if we as a church got better? That yeah, we fill out prayer request cards. But what if instead of just filling out prayer requests, what if we start filling out praise reports? What if we just learned to be a church that we praised Him, that we thanked Him? God, I thank You that You came through in my past, and I know You're going to come through in... Come on, is there anybody here today that you need a miracle in your life? Come on, would you stand to your feet all across this room? Because here's what I believe tonight. I believe that the strength in the waiting process... Because watch this. Remember I said this? God cannot contradict his word. So watch this. If you are sowing, you are going to reap. Like the miracle is going to happen. Oh, you better believe that. The miracle will happen in your life. But in the meantime, God wants to know, will you praise me? Because watch this. If you will praise him in the desert, God says, I know you will praise me on the mountaintop. You see, what God wants to know is this. Will you praise me once I begin to flourish you? Will you praise me when I begin to open up doors for you? Or will you think it was all you? Will you let pride get in your heart? Will you let ego get in the way? Will you begin to think, oh, it was me who built this business. It was me who dated this person. It was me who... No, no, no. God wants to know, are you going to continue to give him praise when everything is going well? When I prosper you? When I bless you? When I promote you? Come on, one more time. I just wonder if you could just lift up your hands right now. Come on, lift up your hands right now. And I just want to, I just want to encourage you that we're going to praise him right now for what you're believing God for. Some of you, we're going to begin to thank God and we're going to say, God, I thank you that you're going to help me to make it this month financially. Some of you need a healing in your body and you just need to thank him right now. God, I thank you that you're healing my body. I thank you that you're restoring my mind. Some of you, I think you need to say, God, I thank you that you're breaking off depression in my life. God, I thank you, Lord, that you're restoring my marriage. I thank you that you're restoring my relationship with my parents. I thank you you're restoring my relationship with my kids. I thank you that my kids are going to serve you. They're going to love you. They're going to be on fire for you. God, I thank you for the break. Come on. Would you thank him for the breakthrough? We thank you, God. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. We give you praise. Now, come on. Can we lift up our hands? And can we give God praise one more time? Thanks for joining us for today's message from Brave Church. For more information or to get in touch with us, visit us at bravemiami.com.